Hello again to the Foxborough faithful and everyone around Patriots Nation. This is the latest, and I am not sure I can promise you, greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, a podcast presentation of WEEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. It's Thursday, so that means it's mailbag o'clock. Your questions, we attempt the answers here in a week that, I gotta say, has a, just has a stink on it. This week absolutely just has a stank on it. The lingering stench of failure and frustration that has wafted out from the desert in Las Vegas all the way back to New England and beyond is palpable. It really is. I, I know this is I know this podcast is all about you guys asking the questions and wondering what the hell's going on. What the hell's going on around here? And I wish I had all the answers. But the one thing I do know is that from my little fan cave and office here, my little home studio, back to the broadcast studios of WEI, down to Gillette Stadium, your house, the in-house, the hen house, the outhouse, everywhere. People are just so, I, I don't even know what to say, like perplexed, uh, aggravated, annoyed. Um, I, you know, I can't, I can't help but wonder, like, if people are just like, are people done with this? I, I'm the one asking the questions now on a mailbag podcast, but I wonder, are you guys done with the team at this point now? Is there still any faith? Are you ready for the season to be over? I, I was just talking with our producer, Terp, Justin Terp. And Terp, get in here for a sec. Uh, before the podcast started asking him, you know, if there was like a malaise, like a, just like this down feeling, like, you know, like everyone sort of walking around kind of sullen and, the fatigue that comes with just like constantly keeping up with a team that makes mistakes is not bringing, not even just like the joy of the double dynastic run, but like making football fun. How, what's the, what's, what, what you're a young whippersnapper Terp. What do you feel? I've never wanted a season to end so badly. Mm. This is miserable. There's, there's no fun in watching this team. That's un freaking believable to me. No, not that you would say that, not that you would feel that way. But that this team would make someone like yourself a rising star in the broadcast ranks, a hard worker, someone who has a foundational, fundamental love of football, and especially Foxborough football. You're a, you're a football coach. You're from the greatest town south of Boston in the history of Massachusetts, Braintree, my hometown. You look like we've looked forward to Patriots games. And this go, people, this goes beyond how spoiled we were, how great we had it. There's nothing in the football fans handbook, Terp, that says after you have it as good as we had it for so long that you have to suffer or that you need to go through a, a period of your team sucking or like being this being this ridiculous, like be, making this many bad decisions and being this unpleasant to watch. It doesn't have to be like this. No, especially after how well we had it for it to go so poorly now and be so miserable. It's, it's, it's awful. And, but we're just, and the thing is, why is it this way? Because we are just removed from it not being like this last year. And this team cannot get any better than they were last year, at least record wise, like the best they could finish. <laughs> if you think they're going to finish 10 and seven is 10 and seven. They would need to beat three playoff teams in a row to finish with the same record that they had last season. They have taken massive steps backward this year, so much so that they've made their job, dare I say, doubly if not triply difficult 
for next year to get past the regression of 2022 and start making positive strides for growth and development in 2023 in keeping up with a highly competitive AFC? Yeah, I don't know where, when they're going to get better. That's the scary thing. Like, you know, we, we were so good for so long, and now it's just when is this going to black hole going to end? It just feels like it's not going to because you have so many holes in the roster and the coaching staff. You have right. I forget the ro- the coaching staff. Maybe the That's roster. The we don't problem. know what this ro- – like, I could ask you or you could ask me. If we could do a double Spider-Man meme Mexican standoff mailbag podcast. I don't know if – if if we'll ever know what this roster was capable of because of the coaching staff and, that's and the decisions made in the offseason. Because you bring in all those free agents and you just never unlock that talent. Un- unbelievable. I just want this season to end. I can't so I. believe that. I can't believe. You know what? At least you're honest. Yeah. Uh, as they like to say in some therapy uh, circles, Terp, thanks for sharing your truth with us. My pleasure. All right. Now let's get to your questions. Uh, the mad Foxborough fans of Facebook and social media and beyond. All right. Uh, we begin uh, with Nancy Gardner, uh, who just wanted to point out, this is how she feels. We are the butt fumble of 2022. With the Myers meltdown, the uh, lateral disaster, the whatever you want to call it, the Las Vegas lateral, uh, the Sin City shocker. There are a million different nicknames for it. With that play now, uh, you can always laugh at the butt fumble, but you can't be trolling Jets fan. I mean, like it's that's the greatest and most ridiculous play in the history of the NFL. But you can't troll anyone for a long time to come because of how how just ha- vacant that play was. Just how I, I I still don't know how they got to that play. Honestly, I mean, you you basically just had it starts with Ramondre, and I, I hate to say, it, but I don't think Ramondre is wearing enough blame from what happened in that play either. Um, he was supposed to just go down if he got, you know, score or go down. He's not going to score or just go down. Why, why try to start making plays happen? You know, the score, you know, you have overtime, you got a chance. The defense played well, better than the final score indicated. And then Myers to just pick it up and hot, but uh, you don't need to revisit it. I don't need to revisit it, but that's stunning for a Patriots fan to embrace the idea that we are the sequel to the butt fumble. Oh my God. This is, you know what? This season hasn't been fun. Great for content. Sure. A million different things to write about, do radio about, TV about, podcast about, bitch and complain about. But I don't remember when the, like, I think the last time this season was fun, sadly was, and this will factor into the mailbag in just a second, in just a moment. I think the season was fun when Bailey Zappi came in for Brian Hoyer up and until they put Mac Jones back in in the Bears game with Belichick and the coaching staffs, in my estimation, mismanagement and mishandling of the quarterback situation in that Monday night debacle against the Bears. I, it was fun when they beat the Lions. It was fun when they roundly beat the Browns. The team played well on both sides. That, that was it. You got two and a half. It was fun for two and a half games. Ten quarters. Eleven, actually, Zappi played a lot. Uh, 11 quarters before Matt came in and then Zappy came back in. So 11 quarters. There you go. We had fun for 11 quarters. And after that, ugh, moving on, Owen Moran. A lot of people say the last play of the Raiders game was the worst play in NFL. Do you agree or no? Um, well, I mean, you could say like the worst play call. 
the worst play call could be that stupid swinging gate fake punt, the font thing in Indianapolis, but that was just dumb. I mean, yeah, that, I mean that that didn't decide that game. That didn't end the game. Uh, throwing on the one yard line in Super Bowl Forty Nine, trying to catch the Patriots off guard when you had Beast Mode, the best short yardage goal line back in the NFL in the last twenty years. That was a pretty stupid play. That was a really stupid play. Probably even stupider because you know what? That cost a team not only a win, but a Super Bowl and a chance to begin a dynasty of their own as they ended up putting the brakes on it and helping the Patriots rekindle their dynasty, thereby getting the back half of the double dynastic run in play. Is, but is it one of the stupidest plays of all time? It is one of the dumbest moments of all time. It's it's one we'll always want. Like, even though Jacoby Myers said, stand-up guy, appreciate everything that he said, the way that he took it like a man afterwards. You know, he was just trying to do too much. I guess he just emotionally got caught up in the moment, wasn't expecting the ball from Ramondre, and then it just went backyard. It just went total schoolyard. It turned into just playground chaos. But the thing is, they weren't on the playground. They were on the field in a multi-billion dollar stadium in Las Vegas playing a team that they should have beat in a game that they needed to be able to make a push for the playoffs and try to turn their season around. And ultimately, Jacoby Myers, who's got a better arm than most expect, kind of threw that game and uh, the season away. I don't think this team is making the playoffs now. I don't think you think this team is making the playoffs either. Judging by the questions that came in today for the Mailbag podcast, no one's talking about playoffs. And as you'll hear throughout the course of the next several inquiries, no one's even talking about the Cincinnati game. Everyone is still stuck in the mud. Everyone is still like, I know we're like, well, we're moving on. We're on to Cincinnati. No, we're not. I know coach talked this morning uh, about players showing up. They already watched the film. They're on to Cincinnati. They had a good breakfast today. Great. That's great. The rest of us, we are still just like stuck in the shock of what happened Sunday in Sin City. John Lunchbox Wang. That's a real person's Facebook name. I don't make these things up. I just cut, copy, paste, and discuss. Sir, just, just what in the actual F is going on? John, I don't know. I'd love to tell you I know what's going on right now. I mean, I can tell you what's going on right now. You've got a wildly disjointed team that has a good defense that's injured, but you still have young players stepping up, doing their job, playing as hard as they can. Defense is not indicative of what the record is, how Sunday's game turned out, or what this season has been like. You have a solid defensive effort on the season being wasted by an offense that has taken massive steps backward and has regressed the confidence. Uh, it has regressed the, it has stripped the progress. It has prevented growth for offensive players in, uh, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson has basically picked everything has been able to pick up a lot of the, the slack from what's gone on with Mac and the receivers and the tight ends, put it this way. The passing game is a disaster. It is an unmitigated disaster. Uh, it is being run by someone who it looks like, and it is actually being run by someone who has never coordinated a passing game before. Uh, it's it's become the butt end of a bad running joke in the league. Players are joking about the end of the Raiders game. People are laughing at what the Patriots offense has done or what it's become. Max not playing well, whether you want to blame it on the play calling or not. The line's doing well-ish. That's good to see. Tight ends, steps back. No wide receivers having a great season. Ramondre, yes, but otherwise, it's just 
what's going on is that the team is a mess. It never should have gotten to this. They never should have hired the coaches that they hired. They never should have tried to do things differently. I know different has worked for a long time in Foxborough, but a lot of these bold offseason decisions have come back to bite this team right where it counts. And now the team is suffering for it. Players whose livelihoods, whose careers depend on the decisions that are made in the front office and on the sidelines and up in the coach's box, they're paying for it. Media has got a report on a lousy season. And you, me, the fans, we're all suffering for it. I'm not saying that they have to, that they need to go back to the Super Bowl immediately. I'm not saying beat Kansas City, beat Buffalo, be the best all over again. I'm not that there's, there is no expectation in entitled town, but you would at least hope that you'd be treated to a quality game of football, a good watch, a good listen, something worth discussing. I mean, we're all here because we have to be at this point now. Like I, and there's a chance the way things could go Saturday on a very frigid Christmas Eve in Foxborough. I don't know. I mean, things could go sideways quickly. You're going to need to see beyond the absolute best from all these players to prevent more John Lunchbox Wang, what the actual F is going on. It's almost impossible to discuss. You know, I wonder I wonder if books won't be written about what it got, what went on this season, where the great expose will be as to what's gone on with this team. It isn't just the talent. The coaching decisions were just inexplicable and borderline unexcusable, John. James Williams, have we bottomed out yet? I have not yet begun to defile myself. Ugh, I don't know. I think in terms of terrible, I think in terms, like, I don't know if Mac can play much worse. He was lousy in the first, pretty lousy, pretty lousy in the, in the Vegas game. Pretty bad against a lower tier secondary and lower tier NFL defense. Uh, I don't think they can make any stupider plays. No, not, nothing worse can be done. Put it this way, James. Nothing, not, nothing more ridiculous than the Myers pass will happen this season. Have they bottomed out record-wise? I don't think so. I think that I think still there's probably a reckoning to come. And with that, I mean, I don't even I'll be there on the post-game show. I'll be there at the radio station. I'll be on the blog. I'll be here on the pod. I'll be rocking the socials. I'll be here for you. I'm I, I'm there for the discussion. Uh, I don't think they've completely bottomed out just yet. And my hope for a nine and eight season, if not a 10 and seven season, I ain't feeling too good about it. I'm not feeling too good about it. And let me ask you this. Would you really want this team to make the playoffs if they're going to continue to play like this, to just happen happen their way, to just stumble in, to, to just happen to find someone else's ticket that they rejected, didn't want, or fumbled their way out of? Not really. I mean, because Lord knows what would happen to this team or what they could do to themselves um, and, and what would happen if they made it in the playoffs. I need to see, I would need to see a drastic turnaround. We would need to see a massive and dramatic and drastic turnaround over the final three games against the best, the highest caliber talent in the AFC, minus having to play the Chiefs for the Patriots to validate getting into the postseason and warrant me saying, yeah, well, they got a chance. They made it to the dance. Now they got a chance. Get in the dance. Now you got a chance. Uh-uh. At this point now, no. I don't think I, I don't think I want to, I, I, I wouldn't want to see it. I just, I, I was there. So I was there Sunday like that. You want to talk about something? I'll never, oh, it was memorable. All right. I just, ugh. 
Oh, I'm now. Now I'm starting to feel like Terp, our producer. Now I'm starting to feel like Terp. Now I think I want this season. Oh, and you should never want football to end because it's only half of the year, and it's such a treat when it's there. I just want it to be fun again. I want it to. Be, I want there to be some joy in Pat's Nation. Will we find any joy under the tree? We open a little stocking gift on Saturday that's like a really well-executed pass play. A clutch win against like the clutchest quarterback in the AFC. Ugh. Moving on, Robert Wadsworth. Will Matt get his head out of his blank and act and play like an NFL QB? Not a great look that Mac is like shaking off his coordinator and like having emotional exchanges with his coach and his coordinator and play caller on a regular basis. I mean, they've been at this now for like seven months, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. If they can't all get on the same page now, it does make you wonder like, could Max season continue to go sideways or could it get worse? Could he get physically hurt? Could his confidence erode more? Could longer term damage get done to Mac Jones and his ability to process his ability to play the position at the highest level possible? Maybe. And that makes you wonder, like, is there any like, is, are we going to start the zappy thing all over again? Is, is it going to happen? Because guess what? Here they come. Mark Geronimo. Do you think Zappy will play again this season? By the way, the lateral was payback for the tuck rule. Mark Geronimo's question on Facebook. Uh, do you think Zappy will play again this season? And the answer to that is maybe. I, yeah. I, before I thought, no, Mac is going to play out the season. That's that. Uh, you need to see what you have. But I can't tell you that you're going to see what you have in Mac. Like, you, you, what's gone on this season now to me means you either have to cut bait with Mac entirely, which could throw the entire operation into complete chaos, or you basically have to treat his third year as his second year because Mac's second year, his sophomore season in the NFL, is a complete wash. It is a complete wash. It's a waste. It is a lost season for many on the Patriots, the team potentially as a whole, but for Mac Jones, the quarterback of the Patriots, and hopefully a long tenured, like decade plus quarterback in the NFL, it's gone. It's a waste. Like he's not, I don't think Mac Jones can salvage this and it's not his fault. So in a lot of ways, maybe you should play Zappy one or two more games the rest of the way. If they're really considering moving on, making changes, blowing up the whole operation, then at that point, you know what? Give the kid another, give the kid another shot and just stop doing damage to Mac Jones because they have just, taken all the progress he made that first year and they have pulled it back and then they have shaken it up and it's, you know, it needs just a complete, like a gut reno at this point. What a mess. What a mess. Did anyone think we'd be talking like this, like a couple days out before Christmas? Oh, just brutal. And this isn't all just because of the final play. Had the Patriots won that game, We'd be on to Cincinnati with a little more pep in our step. We'd be more upbeat. We'd be a little more optimism, a little more hope in Pat's nation. But you saw what you saw. Like you saw, yeah, you saw a team get another punt blocked. You saw a team have first and goal in the one and find a way to score twice, but have neither of them count. You've seen the penalties. You've seen all the mental mistakes. You've seen Mac miss the throws. You've seen the big drops. And yeah, ultimately, you saw the biggest brain fart in the history of the organization. 
So tell me, you tell me. I know it's me tell you time here on the Six Rings mailbag. Mailbag. I feel mail bad as well. All over, head to toe. <laughs> I think we all do. You tell me what there is to hope for and feel good about on this team. It ain't much. It ain't much. Coal and everyone's stocking. That's what you get. David Lee Strong McPhee, wondering what moves we should look at in the offseason to bolster our offensive line. I think Andy Hart yesterday on the podcast outlined it perfectly. Trent Brown, you hold on to goodbye win. He's off. He's, yep, see ya. Uh, you, you got some guys like Stuber and Chasen Hines that you picked up this year in the draft. Hopefully they're healthy for next year so they become depth pieces. You switch Trent Brown back over to right tackle. First round pick, absolutely 100% needs to be a foundationally strong, like Matt Light, Nate Solder level, rock solid left tackle. Securing the pass blocking, enhancing the run game, the fundamentals of Patriots football. You go back to the drawing board. These games are won and lost in the trenches. That's what you need to do. It's going to be a big year for the offensive line, free agency wise as well. So I know people are probably like, come on, we need more weapons. I need a number one corner. I need, I need another, we need a Devontae Adams. We, it would be nice if the Patriots would also potentially make a move for a number one receiver. Andy and I were talking yesterday about trying to identify the next Steph Diggs. Who's going to be that potential number one receiver, that alpha dog that's on another team and wants a chance to go somewhere else and flourish as the man, the guy, as Himothy, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call him, whatever the kids are saying. He thinks it could be Terry McLaurin. I don't know about that, but um, that could also be a priority this offseason as well. But to me, it starts in the offensive line. First round pick, absolutely franchise quality left tackle. Patrick Williams, do you think finishing 0-3 and the offense continuing to be anemic will be enough for Belichick to make changes to the coaching staff? Oh, it'll be enough for Belichick to make coaching changes. It's also going to be enough for ownership to want Belichick to make coaching changes. I, unless I, I can't imagine somebody, you know, stirring the coffee cup or, you know, like waving a pocket watch or being able to like put some sort of spell over ownership, the fans and more and saying like, well, we're going to move on from Mac and, you know, Zappy and Patricia work so well together. We're just going to start over with another quarterback and give Matt a second chance. Like, oh, my God, you'd give Matt Patricia a second chance before you give Mac Jones a second chance. Because, like I said a few minutes ago, you've already blown Mac's second chance. Like this, this whole thing should just be completely, this should be like, like in some, some movie sequel series, like in like Halloween movies, they just like, sometimes the sequel is made and it's so bad. Whenever they make another one a few years later, they just ignore that that one happened altogether. I'm not talking about like when you ignore terrible remakes, like you ignore sequels in like in the storyline and the history of the franchise in large part. I think next year, the offense is going to have to ignore the fact that this season happened. And start fresh. I, I absolutely, if they go 0-3 the rest of the way, major changes, foundational changes need to be made to the coaching staff and not as much to the defense, although you may lose some certain coaches like a Gerard Mayo who could get opportunities elsewhere. So there'll be some shakeups there as well. But you, yeah, you got to just, I don't know who, I don't know how, and I don't know when. But if they go 0-3 the rest of the way, finish 7-10, and Robert Kraft not only not getting a trip back to the playoffs, not getting that playoff win that he has said he wants so badly, getting a losing record. Oh, man. Belichick with two losing seasons and three following Brady's departure. I mean, if that's not enough, not to get, not to send Bill Belichick onto his happy way, but 
to bring about changes based on the decisions that he and others made, mostly Bill Belichick, about this coaching staff? Yes, it would absolutely, Patrick, it would absolutely have to be an offseason that brings about significant, significant change. Now let's see what they can do Saturday against Cincinnati. Like, cards are on the table. Like, you lose this game, that's pretty much it. I mean, you're not going to beat you. What what hope and faith would you have in beating Miami on New Year's Day? Miami just showed you that they can play in the cold weather and they can score against a defense that's just as good, if not better, than yours in prime time when it counts. And the long-term forecast is that it may even be milder on New Year's Day in the first place. So what hope do you have unless you just, I don't know, unless there's some sort of Christmas Eve miracle in Foxborough that rallies the team and we can always have hope, right? I mean, that's why we're fans. We like, we, you know, we all hope is not lost, but it's not looking good. Like we've, we've been on the, we've been on the intercom at the mall looking for hope for a while now. It is definitely, we, we drop, I'm not sure where we dropped it or where we lost it, but whew, on to Cincinnati, no questions about the Bengals, no Bengals discussion. Everyone is still just, like I said, stuck in the, what the hell happened last weekend and why did this season go the way it did? Ooh boy, going to be cold there Saturday, you guys, and it feel like the bitter winds of disappointment have been blowing through Patriots Nation this week. We're supposed to like lose a game like that and then be on to Cincinnati and maybe not make a Super Bowl run, but like rally, rally the troops, rally the fan base, rally the team. I'm kind of like thinking that when the tailgate is just going to be like, it should be sad, Like you shouldn't be sad on Christmas Eve going to watch the Patriots play the Bengals. I feel like that's what it's that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, well, if you want to learn more about the Bengals and what Saturday's game will look like tomorrow, Andy Hart and I will bring you our Six Rings and Football Things weekly preview edition. I'll be speaking with our old pal from Boston, Trags, Mike Petraglia. Mike Petraglia. Petraglia? Petraglia? I forget how you pronounce it. Everyone calls him Trags. Is it Petraglia or Petraglia? Petraglia. It's, it's Mike Petraglia. It's been a while since I've said his name. Anyway, Trags will join me. Uh, he covers the Bengals now, does an awesome job in Cincinnati. Andy and I will uh, get all the rest of the statisticals and the informationals and analyticals together, give you our preview and prediction. It's not looking good for the Pats, folks. And you know what? That doesn't mean that we have lost our long. What happened to you guys being fans? What happened to, you know, like the hope and the faith? I don't know. I don't know. We're just all scratching our heads wondering what the hell is going on. Just like everyone that asked the questions today here in the mailbag pod. All right. Well, if nothing else, this was probably a depressing hang for all of us. We'll be back tomorrow with the Cincinnati Bengals versus New England Patriots week 16 preview podcast. Until then, chin up, kids. Ah, do your best. You got one job, and that's to hang in there as long as you can. Appreciate you listening. Six Rings and Football Things this is a presentation WEEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Until the next time, at Six Rings Pod and at Fitzy GFY, please rate, review, share, and subscribe. We'll talk to you soon. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats.